0: I don't know what I was expecting you to say there, but it was not that.
1: And welcome back to another episode of Exposing Ourselves. I'm Travis Ritchie, and this is episode 17. We're almost legal. This is the show where we expose each other to new things. Matt, a big music fan, will assign me one of his favorite albums or playlists to listen to each week and i a movie buff will give him one of my favorite films and we'll come together
0: on this podcast to discuss it all and with me as always is my very good friend matt runquist hey travis this week on the podcast we're gonna talk about the movie kiss kiss bang bang and the band the killers
1: Ooh, it's gonna be an interesting conversation
0: i suspect uh matt matthew matty matt matt how are you Oh, oh, wow. Okay. You, I got called Maddie recently, so that wasn't great. But other than that, yeah, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> just I, like five it, seconds ago or else, else time? No, just five seconds ago. I, recording oh. today on Easter Sunday, uh, I got to see family today, which is a little unusual for me. Uh, I went up to mm. my sister's house my wife was working so I went up alone rode my motorcycle because the weather has turned here made it to nice. 68 degrees today oh goodness yeah. goodness supposed to be in the 70s we made to all week it is 78 here yeah supposed yeah. to be in the 70s all week here we're we're pretty excited now spring has sprung well this is this is wisconsin so we are going to have a week of the 70s here but there's really no guarantees of good weather consistently until mid-May so i'm sure. i'm not getting too optimistic just yet
1: well i am because uh, i was looking at facebook reminders and it showed me about three or four or maybe four or five years ago i guess when it was 90 something degrees here in the oh, valley my. on this day uh that many years ago and i'm like nah, i'm just glad it's not that right now yeah, so that seems i'm, I'm intense. happy i I had an interesting week uh, myself. Uh, first of all, before we talk about me, though, you uh, just posted your album
0: release Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so this podcast is going to come out four or five days after my album releases on hopefully all the Ooh. streaming services. Uh, you should be able to find it on Spotify, YouTube Music, Apple Music, all of the things. I got to admit, I gave myself a very tight release timeline, and so things are mostly delivered to the services but are not quite showing up yet so i'm i'm like okay. crossing my fingers that by the actual release date they'll actually show up but at some point they're going to show up they're going to be available it will be the available point is you can pre-order it you can and, pre-order and yeah if it's ever
1: when it becomes available whenever that is you you'll
0: yeah. get it yes and okay. uh dot is always the easiest way to get get the music and it's also the way that gives me the most money so and i'm not doing this on bandcamp yeah on bandcamp but i'm i'm not doing this for the money i don't i i love support but i don't expect support from anyone uh supports nice you can actually uh get a cd to mailed to you i saw that physical media like it's like 2004 or something yeah. yeah, I
1: mean no. I, I for to be fair, I didn't get rid of my physical media until twenty eighteen yeah. or so. Yeah, so you're okay. I I did see that, and I was going to order the digital copy, uh, but uh, there was a glitch, something with um how it oh with, uh, happened uh, on so, Bandcamp. Yeah, on okay. either Bandcamp or Bandcamp through Facebook because I clicked on the link on your link on Facebook, and oh, it it keeps you within Facebook. Oh uh, yeah. You know? when you do that facebook is so,
0: they're like that they keep you in their little walled garden so it might be might yeah be. and through like the facebook
1: browser through whatever website you're in and yeah I, I just don't like it so yeah i have to actually go into a different browser
0: and look it up and make that purchase but i will do that well that's very kind of you it's not in any way required but i appreciate it and i appreciate you listener uh how was your week travis it was okay. Uh I had a busy week with work. I mean it was a very easy. We didn't
1: have any early mornings, which was nice, but it was a full week every day uh doing some stuff. And I had a really bad class at uh my UCB class, my uh, my improv class. Um and I feel like I'm being picked on a little bit by my instructor. Uh and I don't I don't know if it's just me, although someone else in class did kind of say the same thing and I was like, "Oh, okay, it's not just it's not just me." feeling that um but uh but anyway then i had uh we did a interesting thing where i was part of the angels of hope charity show that we did on our stage at work nice uh, so they did a charity production and it, that's to help fight homelessness in la where the homeless population is magnitudes bigger than any other city in uh in the country right for for reasons that make sense, like if you are homeless, it's a nice climate to live in, right? You don't have to worry so much about right i mean this year, but you generally you don't have to worry about freezing to death or whatever yes, um but it is still a um uh, an epidemic, and they're doing some interesting things around town to combat it uh or to help it, I guess is the right word uh where they're they're creating um small houses mm-hmm. small house communities, yeah. Uh, Where people can go and get help and there's there's on site counseling and uh, career help and those kind of things. Excellent. So uh, it's an interesting thing to see happening.
0: That is Um, really cool. I have to be part of that homelessness and the fight against homelessness is a, a cause near and dear to my heart. Uh, when I lived in downtown Tucson and walked my dog, I was friends with a lot of the homeless. They actually knew my dog better than me because she was very friendly, outgoing dog, yeah. and she always used to like to say hi to everybody. But I'm a big fan of the movement in the homelessness movement to... Um, housing first the housing first initiative i think is really important i think that's what you're referencing uh when it talks to the talking about the strategy that la is going for and i'm fully in support of that yeah
1: um so that was an interesting thing and uh just it it was a long day of work on saturday but i also did uh i had to come home from work and do a uh a cameo for a fan, which is interesting i don't know if you know this, but I am on cameo I did know that and... I did know
0: that i unfortunately I've never ordered one from you because I can get one Please whenever don't. i want
1: <laughs> yes exactly you get you get the real me but uh but the, what I do is I put out on the cameo that i can that I will do if if you're a fan of inspector space time for example uh I will put on the bowler hat and Probably uh, the costume, mostly. And I will do <laughs> All uh, for something with Inspector Space Time. And, um, and I will also wear pants, probably. And they... But people, you know... Put out these requests, and I do my very best to make them entertaining. Even though my fee is very low, I think I'm at twenty dollars right now. Right, and uh, just because I don't know my value, and so, but it's fun because I I get to make up some stuff and do a yeah. little improv, and and uh, I like that I'm brightening someone's day, and um, so
0: yeah. If so, the so if the I, number of requests ever got overwhelming, you'd you'd have to increase your fee. But as it is oh, now, it's nice would. to get a twenty bucks. You know, right?
1: But it's funny you look at your. You, I look at my. um my photos app and i can see i do i did 12 takes to get the take that i oh, wow wanted to send this person so it i do not take it lightly good uh, i i put effort into it so i feel good about that but then uh, today i had a self-tape for an audition and uh then i came into this so yeah, yeah it's been an interesting week for me too i have the entire next week off of work okay so i'm hoping to adopt a puppy i was oh, hoping to i hope so too i hope so too I want to spend the whole week just bonding yeah. before I have to go back to work. But um, Are you adopting
0: know. from a group or from a shelter?
1: Uh, either way, the problem with groups is they're so expensive. I went to this place in L.A. right near where I work, and they were like, oh, yeah, so for a young dog, it's an $850 adoption oh, fee. Oh, my. And I was like, what? Uh, and even the place that I found that I applied to is $350. Okay. Uh, which is, I mean, it includes a lot, but it doesn't include spaying because the puppy is too young. Hmm. Uh, so I have to give them an additional $200 as a deposit that they'll give back if I spay her. Uh-huh. So, hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's a lot. And um, so I'm also going to, uh, stopping by uh, shelters, but they have limited hours that you can actually just go in. Okay. So I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Thank you. So we'll see if I, I get to be a daddy again soon. That'd be Aww. nice.
0: That's really sweet. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's get into it. Let's yeah. talk about some movies and musics.
0: Yeah. Let's switch it up this week and talk
1: about the movie first. All right. I was just, I was going to suggest that we talk about the one that starts with K, but, <laughs> but uh, in this case, does not limit us. Or, uh, or, even, or K- even talking I. about the one that came out. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Or or whichever one came out in the two thousands. But uh,
0: both of them did. Yeah. Mostly. So uh, you said talk about what? I've already forgotten. Let's switch it up and talk about the music first. I don't know. First,
1: fine. Sure, let's do it. Tell
0: me about The Killers, Matt. The Killers is a band out of Las Vegas, Nevada. They formed in the early 2000s and struck gold basically right away with their debut album. Uh, I was tempted to give you their debut album because it's, it's really good, but instead I gave you a playlist that includes... Big hits off of their first two albums, and then some other songs that I think are. Which one really was first? Fun. Which album was first? Uh, it's the blue one. I don't know uh, what it's called. What's it Hot Fuss? D- Hot Fuss. That's what it's called. Yeah, that one's that one's first, and then uh, Sam's Town is the second album. And so that's
1: where Mister Brightside and somebody told me came yeah. from.
0: Yes, and then when you were young, is. Uh, the big hit off of sam's town and that is my favorite song of theirs oh okay and why why do you like them oh why do i like them uh they're upbeat rock music which i'm i'm a big fan of like you know kind of fast tempos and and good melodies uh i really i like the guy's voice i think they're they're like um I would say they're loud without being heavy, which is something I appreciate. Kind of a Foo Fighters-y sort of thing where where there's lots of loud guitars and I like guitar-based music, but they're not like ra 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 ra. Mm,
1: mhm.
0: Yeah, no, I
1: I'd say that's an accurate uh, that's an accurate representation. Um I remember the Killers. I so I did not realize that I knew so much of their uh of their songs. Because it was I guess hard to miss them back in the day, uh, you know I remember Mr brightside and when we when you were young, and uh, somebody told you uh, which were the first three songs on the on the playlist and i 've never had a playlist yet for this show where i 've just recognized all these songs right off the bat, and so i um but it was interesting two things knowing the songs without knowing that they were the killers right mm-hmm. so i wasn't familiar with the band necessarily sure i just knew these songs from i don't know maybe just having them be ubiquitous when they came out
0: yeah mr brightside certainly was a ubiquitous song like that song was everywhere yeah and i moved the, the you said it came out in 2003 you said Uh, That was when I moved to L.A. Around then, yeah. Right around then.
1: So it might be that I was just listening to the... You know, when we were listening to the radio at work or something, Mm -hmm. it was just the thing that was on all the time. Because I certainly wasn't listening to the radio on my own. So uh, I don't know how I became familiar with these songs, but I absolutely, totally was. And so... But listening to them then, after a, a good 15, 20 years had gone by, and not probably having heard them since was an interesting experience because first off i still you just still know them right and it's yeah. it's interesting how long a song stays in your memory right um it can just yeah and so i mean you, and that we all know that from not only music but also advertisements from our childhood you know you'll hear a jingle and you'll be like oh yeah that's it uh so so that was interesting i didn't my initial reaction was that this music was very much of its time and maybe didn't for me carry over into
0: still being appreciated in the same way by me. Um, so you remember liking the killers uh, or rather these songs when you heard them back in the day? Yeah. Well, the thing you said about it was that, you know, the thing you said was accurate, like that, that
1: fast paced rock type sound uh i i do di- i do appreciate and and it does check a lot of those boxes that i've talked about before you know you can understand the lyrics you can you can hear the words that's the singing is okay it's the the mixing is um the mixing is good where you know nothing is overpowered by anything else but uh, i it, it felt very it felt very almost a little emo rock to me mm-hmm. um if that it that can be like it almost an evolution of ska <laughs> uh, you know, but for the rock group, you know, I don't know. Uh, I, I still liked it. I didn't love it.
0: Okay. So um,
1: I, 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 yeah, go ahead. I will probably put a couple of these songs in my playlist though for parties. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I definitely like have on at a party song. So I'll sure. tell
0: you the truth of, I have a little bit of a story about Mr. Brightside back in the, uh-huh. uh, late, late 2000s early 2010s i was uh fun and fancy free i had gotten divorced a couple years earlier and i was uh regularly attending the bar that was all of a block away from my house thank you milwaukee and (laughs) uh i was there for a karaoke night once and i had only done karaoke once in my life and it had not gone well but i had people encouraging me this night to do Uh, do something and they were like sing mr brightside and i was like i don't know mr brightside because i i much like you had heard the song a million times but didn't know it was the killers didn't know what it was called right and uh we were sitting there for probably a half an hour or 45 minutes, and I was like, I know that you know, I know that one song that's like jealousy turning saints into the... and they're like, That's Mr. Brightside. And I was like, Oh, oh, is it? Oh, okay, yeah, I guess I do know that song. And then I went up and I did it, and it brought the house down because, yeah. and it it it's also
1: is, not a very singy song either, it's like, not a terribly
0: the- singy song, uh, which is probably <laughs> an accurate representation of where I want to be in karaoke, like my voice is fine right which is funny for somebody who just released an album but like i but my voice isn't like (laughs) well it's my voice isn't notably good right it's it's fine it's functional i guess like i can hit the notes and i can and i can deliver a performance but it's not like nobody's like wow this is one of the great voices you know which is fine like i i'm very realistic about my you know like nobody's hiring me to be the singer in a band anyways sure sure but uh but it brought the house down because people like it's very catchy like radio music that people really dig it gets people on the floor
1: at, at it is a great karaoke song
0: yeah absolutely um so yeah yeah i like it um there's uh D also kn- sure, it's under it's
1: under four minutes. Like yeah. those are there are certain karaoke rules you want to observe yes. and uh you know, yeah. four minutes is about the limit of a song length.
0: Make sure you know the verses and not just the chorus. Mm-hmm. Uh yep. make sure you have a little bit to drink, but not much, right? Well just enough uh, to get yeah. you on the microphone. <laughs> sure,
1: sure. If that's what it takes, that's if what that's it takes. If that's what it takes, that's uh, what it
0: takes. Yeah. Um Yeah, the Gosh, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to look up the playlist here because there's a song on here that I did also want to ask you about. The song that goes, I've got soul, but I'm not a soldier. Did I give you that song? Or or not? Uh, What's that song? All these things that I've done. It's the last song I gave you. Uh, It's from Hot Fuss. And I actually deliberately uh, made it the last song because it's one of those like sort of buildy epic songs. So... And there's a really Uh, there's a really nice little couplet in there where he goes, I've got soul, but I'm not a soldier. Yeah, he repeats that many, many times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: I don't I don't let me let me let me listen to it real quick. Sure. Uh, Yeah. So uh, I will say about that song that I um, I do remember it, although when (laughs) while I was on my hike listening to it, it. Repetition tends to be a bad thing mm-hmm. when I'm listening to my songs as I'm hiking because it tends to like get into the footfalls that I'm doing and like uh almost it's easier for a song to fade in the background when it's repetitive oh okay, and uh so I think that's what happened to that song mm-hmm. and listening to it listening to it now just kind of on its own it's mm-hmm. it's an it's an interesting build but um yeah, I think that repetition is not. Maybe a friend to me in uh, in these songs, like like that much of Okay,
0: well, I'm crossing Kraftwerk just right off the list. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah,
1: I don't know them. I...
0: They are uh, one of the they're one of the original like synthesizer bands from the '70s. They uh they were they're German and they they're sort of mm. like proto electronic dance music. So, interesting.
1: Yeah, interesting.
0: So I'll say about the Killers in general,
1: I I liked it. Uh, but I also do really think they were of a time. Interesting. And, interesting. And maybe don't, like, have a longevity of, for me at least, mm-hmm. that makes them relevant today.
0: Yeah, it's funny because they've released a few albums since then. Uh, these There's a couple of tr- tracks later here. Uh, Human and Boy are both, like, much more recent tracks from them. And they're fine, you know? Hmm like they're they're fine they're they don't have that spark of the the first two albums right sure sure you know which which does
1: make sense like uh you know if someone if someone has that kind of um that very specific vibe that almost defines an era to to reinvent
0: themselves to evolve can be sometimes very difficult yeah Uh, and, and sometimes even to capture that same magic again you know one thing that I dis- sort of despise about album reviews is like when they're like, "Oh, well, this is just like their last album, right?" They they hint at a new direction, but then they don't explore that, and it's like, "Okay, well, I don't know. I bought their album because I like their music, so I don't want them yeah, to explore yeah. a new direction." But uh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So, anyways, well, we should probably rate it. We're uh, we're working on time here.
1: Yeah, I guess uh, I'm, I'm going to go pretty um, uh, 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 oh, better than average, better than better than better than Ezra. Uh, <laughs> better than better than Ezra. Uh, that was better funny. than that was um, good. I like that. <laughs> the uh, so I'm going to give them a, a a seven, a
0: solid Ooh, seven, a solid a, seven. That's actually nice... I think better than I was expecting from you.
1: Yeah, you know, well because I really did like it. And I did uh, I found myself singing um along when I was on my bike listening to it for the second time mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of having it on and uh, so yeah, I, I they were big for a reason.
0: And yeah. um yeah, for sure, for sure. And I I absolutely didn't dislike any of it. So. Okay. I think this is also a 7 for me. Um there you know there are some real high points that make me want to give it an 8 but mm. i think i think it's a 7 right they're mm-hmm. they're a very consistent band uh and their high points are very high but i would say there's not enough of those high points for me to to push this into an 8 you know sure. i feel like this is a playlist right so there should be a series of like really amazing songs right cuz it's the best you can do and uh and th- th- there's like three really amazing songs maybe four and then there's like four like kind of filler tracks you know? Yeah, I was wondering. Speaking of how did you
1: play? How did you choose this playlist? Did you just bake, pick their most popular seven, eight songs?
0: No, I songs? I picked. So I did pick. I do try to front load these playlists. You curated. Yeah, I curate these absolutely okay. because I. Okay. Good. I basically what I I do generally try to front load the most popular tracks because I feel like that's good. a good proxy for things Travis might like. But then yep, I also yep. definitely Smart. choose tracks that I like, and I do try to include stuff from different eras of of whatever band we're looking at.
1: So yeah, well that's that's pretty good. Seven seven on seven. Yeah, uh, seven on seven. I, I would not have expected us to match up on seven uh, up on, yeah on the uh, seven all uh, on, the, uh, on the on the on the killers, but uh, but good good good. I, I I'm happy to have listened to it again. Awesome. Thank you
0: very much. Well,
1: you're welcome.
0: Um, moving moving on to the movie.
1: Yeah, so the movie was is an interesting matchup to the killers because it also uh, is of the two thousands. It came out in uh, in two thousand five, and uh, it's Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, starring uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer, and is kind of a not a buddy cop movie, a buddy private eye movie, and uh, they are uh, they're solving a mystery, right? And it was written and directed by Shane Black. Shane Black is. Notable for having sold his first script, Lethal Weapon, at the age of 22. Wow. And so he became, and he became, after that, the highest paid writer in Hollywood, uh, including selling... Uh, he wrote um, he wrote The Long Kiss Goodnight and another one that I can't remember off the top of my head. But, uh, and then this movie came up and he decided that he wanted to direct it himself i guess and it's um i re-watched it and it is very much of its time yeah there are some interesting things about this movie and looking back on it from today it's hard to remember that when it came out a lot of the things that it was doing with being so self-referential and being kind of uh, meta and aware of itself uh, were not usual. Like, they've all become tropes now mm-hmm. in the last 20 years. Yeah. But when this came out 18 years ago, a lot of this stuff was felt very original. And, uh, and it was. And I remember when I saw it, feeling like it was um, surprisingly, you know, refreshingly original. Uh, but
0: some of it doesn't stand up yeah i'm actually curious to get to that but i'm not going to start with the bad stuff here so yeah let's start with what you let's like let's start well i i love michelle Monahan for one thing she's fantastic yeah. she's um, great yeah and robert downey jr so this is after his sort of time in the wilderness right yes it is yeah, so this so is actually right after it's kind of a it's, yeah it's a little it's bit kind of a, a it's a pre-marvel thing. yeah so
1: he hadn't yet done iron man yeah but he also was kind of just out of getting fired from Ally McBeal for drug use. Well, here's,
0: and... a, here's the biggest compliment that I can give his performance in this. I'm almost certain that this role got him Iron Man. Um, like hmm. the, that sort of casual Robert Downey charm offensive is in full swing in this. Yeah, that yeah. That he's basically playing like a small time crook version of Tony Stark. Uh, you right. know, charmingly smarmy. Yeah. Charmingly smarmy. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of like fourth wall breaking. He, he knows he's in a movie. He's talking about the movie. He's referencing movie tropes. He's breaking down movie tropes. Like, uh, and, and I liked all that. I really did. I, I thought it was good and I didn't, because I haven't seen a ton of movies in the last 20 years none of that is like old hat to me right like obviously you know I'm aware right but it yeah. it doesn't it doesn't feel old and played out to me so um let's see what else did I like about it I liked that the plot was twisty without being too hard to follow like right um, it was very twisty a lot of a lot of movies like this I reached this point where I'm like, oh, my God, another another twist, really, you know, because you got to I feel like you've got to earn your twists, right? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. the classic twist movie is usual suspects, right? And that movie 100% earns its twist right yeah yeah you know but there's only and there's one twist. but there's only one twist right yeah uh, right. and i feel like if you're gonna have four or five an uncountable number of twists you gotta you gotta do the work you can't just be doing it for the sake of of twisting and i don't feel like this movie does that right and i i feel right. like what's there is like oh yeah you know and groundwork is laid and then people like realize later oh yeah and 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 it doesn't – sometimes it feels uh, – sometimes movies like that where they're planting seeds can feel like they're tricking you. Like, uh-huh. like, oh, this thing that happened in the corner of the frame for a uh, half second is something you should have noticed. Whereas here, like the things that you should notice are on screen and are notable, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and so I, I appreciated that because I am one of those people who gets tired – of having to think too hard at a movie (laughs) and this, this movie sort of walks you through it. So I liked that a lot. Um, Like I said, it's interesting you say that because they, uh, they, one of the things that I liked as
1: well was that when you, I mean, we call it, we're calling it a twist, but really it's just um, the things that we, the audience think are true. And because the characters figure things out, I'm using air quotes there and they, some, they just happen to be wrong. Mm-hmm. about things yeah. sometimes and uh, and I like that they they can they're like oh we solved the mystery because we think this is the, but they're just people and sometimes they're wrong and as a writer myself I find myself going oh that's interesting you don't always have to lead from a to b to c you can you can do you know a to b to c and then back to B because C was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know.
0: Yeah, no, I I forward. I agree. That was really well done. And it did but and it didn't make me feel tired, which I realize is a mm-hmm. very it's a very personal thing, but like it I didn't I didn't get exhausted with this movie, which can happen in this type of movie. Uh yeah, like I said, Michelle Monahan was fantastic, a really, really tough character to play. Um mm-hmm. and yeah. so yeah, I mean, I, we got to start diving into this. So, uh, I think a lot of them are tough characters to play. Like,
1: uh, go ahead. Like Val Kilmer's yeah. Gay Perry. Yeah, that's an interesting, weird character. And and again, though, in two thousand five, there were no there was no gay representation out right. there. I know. And it's it's crazy to think that as recently as eighteen years ago, yeah, the idea of having Val Kilmer play a gay character in a movie was insane right Um and uh, but like uh, yeah it's for example when I in 2010 when I was making Robot Ninja and Gay Guy the web series I asked a gay actor who was not out but I asked him to play a straight character in Robot Ninja and Gay Guy and he wouldn't do it couldn't do it mm-hmm. because the show had the word gay in it wow and now that actor is like Mr. Gay and like <laughs> doing gay Hallmark <laughs> movies and whatever but whatever um that's just context for this movie giving us. uh, Right. Yeah. And
0: we're, and we're going to have to, we're going to have to get into that uh, for sure. I, so I actually looked it up because I was curious. This, this movie is two years before I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, which is sort of the classic like line in the sand. Like this movie was too late. Like I now pronounce you too. uh, Chuck and Larry is like, It's like, why on earth would you make this crazy, uh, you know, homophobic movie, right? Yeah, but
1: that's the thing. It was homophobic. And
0: this one had homophobic... Yeah. uh, So, well, I want to say something here, which is that... Yes, please. The thing that's disappointing about this movie is not that it includes gay characters. It's not that it has a straight man play a gay character. It's that a lot of the, the gay stuff, as it were, is played... For really lazy homophobic jokes, just like, yeah, it's just like, gay like fear Robert kind of, Downey yeah. Jr. like literally like wiping his lips gagging. off and gagging, yeah. like just the laziest possible like 1997 stuff, you know uh and i which is the year by the way that in and out came out right kevin klein yes
1: really great and And that that was kind of transformative
0: yeah and i it's funny i watched in and out again recently uh and i you know i i loved loved that movie and in and out doesn't super duper hold up either Um, really I mean it's not it's not as bad as this or anything but it's just like all those things that felt so transformative at the time now feel like regressive and and iffy so Mm. anyways but to get back to the movie we're actually talking about um Mm. you know so so a lot of that stuff didn't play well the other thing that for me really didn't play well is robert downey jr's character in this movie is a nice guy like hashtag nice guy right that you know women are are sluts if they have sex and they're, you know, virginal. And he's got this messed up image in his head of what Michelle Monaghan character is supposed to be. And, yeah. you know, she friend zoned him all through high school. And like the whole thing is just very wrapped up in this, like almost incelly like tropes. And yeah. like it, like it kind of, it kind of like skates right up to the edge of that stuff. And then like backs away and Sure. You know me like I'm a huge fan of romantic comedies and I, I wanted to keep fitting this into the romantic comedy box and it really doesn't quite fit because of all this stuff that's really kind of gross and like you know. Let's let's put it this way, Robert Downey Jr. needs all his powers of charisma to make you not absolutely hate his character.
1: Yes. You know? Any other actor with the exact same actions and, and dialogue might not have been able to uh ride that line. Yeah. Um but somehow he does and he's still he's still the hero.
0: Yeah. But it's a I mean, it's a close he, thing. It is
1: yeah it is weird because he is he is like he'll 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 he drinks a lot and he'll get blackout drunk and have sex with a girl that he doesn't really know Uh, but at the same time he'll like protect a girl from a guy who he also doesn't know like there's weird like chivalrous moments but also mixed with philandering
0: yeah uh, yeah and and just judgmental about women's sexual behavior that's perfectly normal for him you know Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. but but um, you slept with a bunch of people, right? Like there's this part of you that's yes. going, why are you calling these women whores or whatever, whatever phrase he uses? Like it's pretty judgmental. Right. And it it's like, this is exactly what you do, man. What yeah. like what's your problem? Yeah,
1: and they do call out the dichotomy between men and women, but not in a way that is talking about how it's wrong to have that dichotomy. It's yeah. just more of a more of a no. This is the way things are. Yeah. Men can have sex and be cool. Uh, women can't have you know yeah. can have sex and then they'll be they'll be ostracized. Yeah,
0: for it. So
1: so yeah, it, that is an interesting thing. Again, of its time, like the the it is interesting sometimes to go back and look at movies like this and And see the social change that has happened in the interim, you know? yeah, you know and it's even gay Perry, go ahead, go ahead, <laughs> <laughs> I liked that I liked that val Kilmer uh played the role in a very straightforward he was just down, and he didn't do a he didn't do a gay caricature, he didn't do a i mean he was a strong, capable um regular guy, yeah. who just his thing was that he was gay yeah. and um and there was. There was fun to be had from that, even from my perspective, where I was like, that's funny. Uh, That's really funny. The only things I really didn't like was the gay panic kind of moments that cropped up two or three times. Yeah. You know, not a lot, just moments of them. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, if that were made today, that wouldn't be a thing. Yeah, that would get cut. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, You know, it's funny. We've actually brushed up against this sort of theme a couple of times. These movies that... uh, that were sort of ahead of their time at the time but now start to feel a little regressive and i'm thinking of um mm-hmm. two wong Fu, i'm thinking of chasing amy i'm thinking of mm. movies that like were sort of addressing these issues that were not at all mainstream when the movies came out uh and trying to like you know confront them and and figure out how society is supposed to move forward and well in in and out of course uh and i think all of those movies except i mean chasing amy i think was was sort of a uh, some people really hated chasing amy and some people really loved it but i think that even at the time the critical consensus was kevin smith probably should not have made this movie but you know those movies are really good at the time and they really pushed the culture forward, but then the culture kept going forward. And of course they're, they're stuck in time and it, you know, I feel like, I feel a little bad, right. You know, hmm. I, I do. Yeah. Like, but as a historical document of sorts, right. It's, uh, yeah. It's useful. Yeah. Like I'm always going to love Tu Wong Fu regardless of, you know, its issues,
1: right? You know what's interesting? I was thinking about this uh you were talking about things like in and out and and how it took so long for show for movies really to represent society in this way. Uh and here we are in 2005 and still having this gay panic moments. But in um in television in the 80s right. shows like golden girls and uh designing women were doing these really powerful like gay yeah. is okay yeah episodes yeah and uh
0: and you know addressing the hiv aids epidemic and stuff yeah. like that mr and... belvedere is the one i remember mr belvedere had an aids episode <laughs> there you go i i'm pretty sure um boy i don't know if uh i don't know if uh
1: the other one. Uh, the other remember. one. But yeah, it's they, they, a lot of them did. Like, you know, these yeah. kind of uh, very special episodes of, of these shows were able to do things in a way that moved. But again, you're looking at budgets of, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars versus millions of dollars. Like this movie uh, had a budget of $15 million and uh, didn't make a whole lot more than that in theaters, to yeah. be honest. Uh, at least not in the US. I think it might have done more worldwide. But uh, yeah, it was not a huge success. And I, and I wonder if part of that was due to, um, due to things like Val Kilmer playing a gay character.
0: I I think that's certainly possible. Um, I think also kiss, kiss, bang, bang. The marketing of it was vague enough that I don't know that I necessarily had any idea what to expect from that movie. I mean, this is, this movie is coming out after like, Pulp Fiction kind of changed the game. It's coming out after True Romance. It's coming out after Natural Born Killers. Like, all mm-hmm. these, like, really high-profile, super-violent movies that have sort of a sense of, like, awareness of the culture, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and so while the... I, I, you know, I it wouldn't surprise me at all to find out that the studio didn't really know how to market this movie.
1: Oh, yeah, and that uh, wouldn't surprise me at all either because it is also... A clever movie. Like uh-huh. one of the things I do like about this is the dialogue and the script is uh, is is very clever. And traditionally, movie studios don't know what to do with um, intelligence yeah. on, in movies, you know. <laughs> and so uh, it's because it, it's not an action movie; it's a it's a mystery, and it is a uh, it's a it's got these character moments where you're setting things up and paying them off and being really delicate and intricate with your uh with your plot um and that you know that's a that's a testament to to shane black i guess and um so i can see how it'd be very difficult for them to market because
0: what like the jokes it's a it's a romance joke-y. it's a romance it's a comedy it's a little bit of a romance it's, a, it's yeah you know it's a it's a mystery i would I would say like if you had to put a genre on it, you'd say this movie is a mystery. Right? Yeah. But yeah. it does not at all feel like mystery movies feel. Right. You know? Right.
1: Exactly. It doesn't feel like a noir or anything like that. And it's interesting. There's one line in there about how um, Robert Downey Jr.'s character, who is a who is a thief who accidentally gets taken for an actor and, and then shipped out to Hollywood to screen test for this movie. There's a line about how he's only being there because they're trying to get uh, Colin, Colin Farrell to come down on his asking price. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, what's so funny is this feels very much like a Colin Farrell movie, like 15 years later. Like <laughs> the kind of movies that uh, Colin Farrell does with um, Martin McDonough.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it, this movie feels very much like a Martin McDonough type uh, like show. Like, like Martin McDonough did um, uh, Seven Psychopaths, which if you haven't seen that, let me know because I'll put it on the list. And, uh, uh, and also you know, three billboards, which isn't a mystery, but like this kind of like kind of twisty plot with clever dialogue type of thing. Yeah. Uh, so maybe, I don't know, maybe this was also too
0: early. Yeah. It's, I, I would believe that. So what do you think? Should we rate it? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. You first. This, the, you, I have a suspicion. You want me to go first because this is a tough one. There's so much to like about this movie and so much to really dislike And have a problem with um i think i'm gonna go with six i i think i it's better it's certainly a better than average movie and like i said there's a lot to like about it although i will say robert Downey jr's performance does start to wear on me a little bit like his too cool for school thing does start to be like Uh, okay we get it you're yeah you're the coolest it's fine interesting right um yep but but uh, you know there's a lot to like about it but uh, ultimately I, you know i i spent a lot of time going ooh yeah ooh, uh not that mm-hmm, no mm-hmm. no not that not that line can we yeah so yes. i'm going to i'm going to say six, 6 is a
1: very fair score yeah. and um and i am only going to go 7 because uh I, there were things that i particularly appreciated for it and i also think that historically it's a it it almost the things that are wrong with it are almost valuable from a historic context. Sure. And, uh, and so for that reason, I'm going to get a, give it a seven. And so uh, a I s- thought you were going to go seven, too, and I thought we were going to have sevens <laughs> across the board, which it's, would have been interesting. It's
0: six with a plus one history point. That's what it is. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah
1: absolutely right. Uh, plus one charisma from uh, from Downey Jr. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's great. So uh, seven
0: and six for Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Do You uh, you said you've already got a playlist for I me? I do already have a playlist for you. Uh, I think you might know this band. Have you heard of Florence and the Machine? I have heard of Florence and the Machine. I believe
1: that my two boyfriends ago boyfriend... Was really big into them. Okay. But I couldn't tell you for sure because we don't talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Call him right now. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I put together a playlist. Uh, so, Florence and the Machine is a band out of the UK. Uh, it's. Um, fronted by a very charismatic very talented woman named florence welch she's uh let's see they started in 2007 first album came out in 2009 uh and you know i talked about the killers arriving fully formed this band very much arrived fully formed even though this woman was like in her early 20s when when they uh when they broke through really really very impressive stuff um I, you know, it's big, uh, lush rock music, but like with a lot of lot of instrumentation, she has an extremely powerful voice. Um, you know, my, uh, I'm not sure what my favorite song on here is, but the song that sort of affects me most, the song Shake It Out. Um, okay. So Shake It Out is... Taylor Swift didn't do a cover of this song. No, no, you? that's Shake It Off. <laughs> oh. No, Shake It Out is well, about... Oh, this is why I do this show, because I don't know these things. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, Shake It <laughs> Out is a song about fighting with your own demons, um, which, uh, you know, I don't have any of. About five years ago, uh, a high school friend of mine who uh, and neighbor of mine uh committed suicide and mm. at her memorial her mother played this song and i just absolutely lost it uh i couldn't wow. i couldn't listen to it for like 6 months afterwards um it's a, a very very meaningful song to me so uh i hope you like it <laughs> i do too i am actually fairly you know
1: this is going to sound weird but i'm I'm oddly gratified that Florence is an actual person and, and, you know, and that like the name Florence and the machine, isn't just some weird name that they came up with. Like Panko steak, Panko stankhole.
0: pink Floyd. Um, I love him.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Is
0: was anybody in pink
1: Floyd named Floyd? No. no, no, Well, there you go. See, this is why, this is why I'm, this is a gratifying moment for me. Um, by the way, speaking of Panko stankhole, Panko stankhole. I, uh, I was at the uh, Costco the other day, and they had panko chicken, and I uh-huh. almost took a picture of it. To send to you, <laughs> and I was like, "Well, no, that's not because that's exactly what he meant." So, yeah. Um, so this is awesome. I am excited about this. Uh, I am. Let's see. W- define. Give me a. Give me a couple of um verbs to describe uh Florence and the Machine uh, because oh, I want to uh lush, beautiful, uh-huh. epic. I guess these are ad adjectives. Oh, what? What, I
0: what? Oh, was Did I, I do the verbs, right thing?
1: But you're giving me adjectives, which is what I meant. So because, you know. Moving. Which is funny because. Music. Kiss, kiss bang bang has a funny little. Uh, Kissing. Has a funny little grammar thing. Banging. So wait, wait. Go, what, what are your adjectives <laughs> again? Lush. Beautiful. Epic. Those are the three words I've oh, given interesting. you. Interesting. 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 So I want to give you something that is uh, that that pairs well with this
0: uh, lush, beautiful, as a Wisconsin, I, I'm required to suggest cheese is a good pairing. Lush, beautiful,
1: and epic, huh? You know what? I think I might do, yeah, this'll work. <laughs> this is great radio. <laughs> I'm gonna have you,
0: I'm gonna have you watch uh, Predator from 1987 i don't know what i was <laughs> expecting you to say there but it was not that this is the get you to know. the chopper movie right it is and <laughs> i had two i had two possibilities in my head for this
1: for this moment based on your actions the other was the power of the dog which was up for an academy award like last year and uh and I decided to go with Predator because uh, the lush jungles and it is epic. Uh, it is a, um, it, it's beautiful in its way, but it's lush and epic for sure.
0: All right, well that's <laughs> so, really exciting uh, yes. stuff. So, well,
1: what the reason I want to wa- have you watch Predator is first of all it is on the order of these movies from the '80s that are just seminal. Uh, sci-fi works and it's um you know right up there with Robocop and Terminator which you have seen and uh, I don't know why uh, you haven't seen Predator Uh, it seems like an oversight from your childhood to me but uh, it is a movie that I think is important to have watched Um, it stars Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, as the hero so it's a it's a prepare yourself for a Prepare yourself for a typical '80s Arnold Schwarzenegger movie,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and if you do that, I think you'll be, I think you'll be rewarded, and that's all I want to say. Because if you don't know too much about it, I don't want to, I don't want to give anything away. Cause...
0: I mean, I know the Predator is kind of uh, invisible a lot of the time. Mm. Uh, I know that about it, um, and I know kind of what he looks like because I've seen the marketing from like Alien versus Predator. Oh, okay, um, sure. So yeah, I've I seen, guess so. you know like yeah okay well um, so you're not going in completely i'm not blind. going in completely um, it would be hard to completely miss like it the would concept be it would be it's predator. like not
1: knowing it's like in this day and age not having seen star wars everybody still knows that yeah Luke is, or the vaders luke's dad but uh, what uh, <laughs> by the way i had to do an audition for a uh for a ucb uh sketch and we had to do characters and uh one of the things i decided to do was um uh, I have a uh, Christopher Walken impression that uh-huh. I've done. Yeah. And uh, and I wanted to do Christopher Walken, so I just made up Christopher Walken as Darth Vader. Okay. And I was just like, uh, Luke, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your dad. <laughs> I'm your dad. <laughs> Take my hand, and together we'll rule the galaxy as father and son. So that's what I did for my audition. That's um, pretty, anyway. that
0: pretty enjoyable. Uh, I yeah, thought you were so going to do Christopher Walken as a guy who has never seen Star Wars. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's weird.
1: That's weird. Um, well, it's funny. My Christopher Walken, my original Christopher Walken impression was learned by watching Kevin Spacey do Christopher Walken auditioning for Han Solo <laughs> and uh, on Saturday Night Live. And nice. so that's the first, yeah. So.
0: Awesome. All right. Well.
1: This is uh, gearing up to be a good episode next week. Episode 18 will be legal.
0: I'm excited. I'm is, excited. I, Thank I hate
1: you. it when people do that.
0: Uh, you, so you're when saying things
1: we, are legal just because they're we should, 18 something. You're
0: not saying we should have a countdown on the website then to, to when the podcast is legal.
1: <laughs> no, no, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, but that means only two more episodes until another very special episode. Oh, man. Mm. I'm
0: already trying to come up with uh, a really good album. I've got
1: five movies that will uh, that'll fit. For, uh, five movies. Our next very special movies. Exciting. Yeah, I gotta choose one. All, All right. right. Have a wonderful rest of your night, Matt. Thank you for exposing yourself
0: to me. Thank you for exposing yourself to me, Travis. Have a good night.
1: All right, take care.
0: Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> we always
1: forget this.
0: <laughs> well, no, we don't forget it because I don't you know, I'm I, I you gonna you're do it. You're part of this podcast. No, you're, you're gonna do it. it. You do it.
1: Hello, viewer. If you would do me the great honor of emailing us at exposing ourselves podcast at gmail.com or checking us out on our Facebook at exposing ourselves and let me know what you think of our podcast and also rate us on your podcast, uh, app of choice. It'll help us out. That's it. Awesome. (laughs) We just want to hear from you.
0: Bye everyone. Bye.